Welcome to Literally Nothing Matters Podcast, where your new besties, Amanda and Caitlin, will chat openly about everything that no one is talking about, but everyone is secretly thinking. Together, we will debunk wellness trends, navigate relationships, and begin the journey to become the best versions of ourselves. At the end of the day, just remember, literally nothing matters. So grab your favorite beverage and meet us every Monday for our weekly date. Wait, did we just become best friends? Yep. Every time we start this, I think of, here we go one more time. Everybody's feeling fine. No. Here we go now. Because I always want to say, here we go. And then all <laughs> I can think of is NSYNC. But yes, yes, here we go. Here we go. Louis, nothing matters. Has got flow welcome welcome <laughs> welcome back it's been a long time it's we been yeah it's been a minute since we've been together yeah. so like this i know my hands are nice. clammy i don't want to touch your hands sorry okay i'm nervous nervous okay. first date kind of nervous rejected it's been almost <laughs> it's been almost a month i think since we've seen each other i was thinking about it driving here because you went to arizona then i went to arizona and then i got I don't even know, poisoned. Poisoned. And then this is the first time we have the opportunity to see each other. I know. Other. It makes me sad. I also feel like April didn't happen. Yes. Probably We're still in it. I know, but there's like 10 days left. Is it 420? Should we smoke a ton of weed? It's 420. Wow. I have, sorry mom, I have a lot of edibles in oh, that cabinet. Shit. So if you would like to, let's Girl's do it. wild. <laughs> That's as wild as I get though, yeah. truly. Like one Ooh. glass of wine, and I'm like, man, yeah. we're done. Feeling tipsy. Yeah. Ooh, my head's down right now. All right. So, what are we talking about today, girlfriend? Well, let's catch up a little. How have you been in this last like I have month? my notes. I'm literally opening them up because That's I have so much to talk about. That's great. Um, how have I been this past month? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. The weather's yeah. getting nicer. The sun is out longer. Mm. I'm, I'm here for that. I know. Mm-hmm. I um, like my. I meant to work out when I was at work today on my break, but that got derailed as we spoke about earlier. Um, so when I got home, I was like, okay, I have just like a little bit of time. I need to take Poe for a walk anyways. So Poe and I went for a little like little jog slash walk. Yeah. And it was like spring has sprung. Yeah. I was like running past like the smell of fresh flowers and mulch and the sun was shining. It was like. I feel alive again. I love that. You know, it was nice. It is crazy how much the sun impacts your mood. Oh, a million percent. Like when I went to Arizona and also Florida and I was like, oh yeah, I for sure have seasonal depression because this is what happiness feels like. Yes, yes. <laughs> like the second the sun hit my face. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Truly. Um, I had a massage today mm. and I had mentioned it to you earlier. It was like a soul shower. Okay. okay. So like... What massages is this magical place? for me, like it's body work, right? Like right. they're working with your, but I'm getting my massage done and I'm like feeling just like, okay, it feels so good, but it's also like just releasing all the toxins and all this new blood flows going through. Yeah. And you and have so I'm much like, like emotion in your you totally body do. too. And I try to pick masseuses who are kind of like, I'm going to say it. gorgeous gorgeous i think gorgeous souls is what i'll say yes i don't typically try to do like the big companies i try to do like one solo person who usually offers something like 
Reiki. Yeah. Is that saying it right? Reiki? Reiki? One Reiki, of those things? I think, but um, Things like that <laughs> where it's more of like just a, like a yeah. aura cleanse. You yeah. know, it's more than just the body work. And so I love massages because I try to get the whole thing instead yeah. of just a little bit of body work, you know? I love that so much. Do you have a wreck that you would like to share? Um, I used to go to a person in Rockport who did when I was pregnant. She, yeah. she was actually, before I got pregnant, she was kind of like an infertility massage person. Mm-hmm. There's a term that I'm forgetting. Um, her name is Jennifer Schaefer, and she's out of Rockport. She was fabulous. Um, and now I'm Lovely. going to a new person. Her name is Kelly. I don't know her last name. Body <laughs> RX and Marblehead. But she's fabulous. And, like, just low-key. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Feel like I, a new woman. I love that. Yeah. And I'm, like, deep massage. I know you, like, fall asleep with massages. I am, like, go deep. I have. I'm never falling asleep. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. But I think it was, like, when it was, like, a massage that wasn't what I needed, you Ooh. know? Like, I need to get, like, freaking beat up. Yeah. Got some tightness back there. Heck yeah, girl. You know? Yeah. So it was so, fabulous. I love that for you. I'm getting a facial tomorrow, oh. which I'm very excited about. Um, my friend's husband, actually. Like, shout out. He is the sweetest angelic angel man. He texted me, and he was, like, I feel like – um, his wife's name. I feel like I don't want to like blow her up on the podcast. Um, like I feel like she like needs some girl time. Like I booked you two facials. Like it's what on a me. man. And I literally texted her and I was like, should I tell Mark that he's doing that wow. so we can like put them against each other and see what else we can get? That's the best idea. Ever. <laughs> but I didn't because I'm a good wife. Wow. Um, but like, yeah. Men need to channel Men, that energy. Step it up. Step it up. Yeah. Okay. Be like him. Yeah. Clearly he's not single, unfortunately, but damn. Yeah, but, like, take some notes. And ladies, if you are single, or even if you're not, take some notes. That's what your man should be doing. If he doesn't give you that energy. For sure. Tell him. Or I should leave Chad. Step it up. Is that what you're telling me? Or I should leave Mark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. Right? Hilarious. Um, Mark and I went to the Bruins game last night. I was wondering, I saw um, an Instagram, and I was going to ask you about it. I was literally the first thought that I thought was, like, who is this girl out on a Wednesday night? She's wild in the city. I was so tired. I was like, how did she do this? I could never. Tell me more. Uh, well, let's talk about the how first. Okay. So when Mark got the tickets from work, I, like I think either a coworker or like a vendor or something like offered them to him. Um, we're not just out here like balling out on playing yeah. hockey. Like, okay. no. Um, and so I was like, yeah, that'll be nice. Like I was just gone for five days. Like we should hang out with each other. That's a great idea. And then not, like, looking at my schedule or, like, thinking about my, like, very low energy levels. Yes. Like, naturally baseline. And I had, like, a 5 a.m. client that morning, the morning, like, of the game. And then worked until 3, which was just, like, too much. And so I had an immense amount of cold brew in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And got then drugged up. it got drugged up. Nice. Um, and definitely was just tired today. But... I will say, yeah. I found a new hack for the ladies Ooh. that, like, like I like the ambiance of going to a game. Like, it's fun. Yes. I don't, I don't have a fucking clue what's no. going on. No. But I also, like, I have to be in a very particular mood, and I feel like that mood has permanently passed my life. Okay. Like, it's over. Yes. To, like, go. Welcome to your 30s. Yeah, right. To go get dinner or drinks at, like, one of the, like, 
bars that are like right around the garden or like right around Fenway. Yeah. Unless it's like maybe the most pristine summer day and I like want to be outside. But like sure. still, again, I don't think so. And so I made a deal with him that if we're going to the game, I get to choose dinner. So we went to the North End. Wow. Yeah. I love this right? idea. And so we went to Brico. Got, I got like a nice glass of wine and mm. I got an espresso martini. I was going to say, you got an espresso martini, correct? Also to try to stay up. Yes. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and like a delicious meal. And like we had a nice little date and then we walked over to the game and it was like lovely weather. It was great. And then we went to the game. I'm like, that is the wow. perfect balance of Completely. I get what I want. You get what you want. Simpatico. I love that. And, but I also like, cause you're not like a big sports girly. What? At all, right? What? I don't even know like how to spell football. Like <laughs> literally. I was just like imitating everyone, which is what I do yeah. every time I go to a game. Like yeah. people react and I'm like, oh, dang it. Or, like, I, I always like F up because I'll be like, ooh. And Chad's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, literally. That, nothing. Something was stuck in my throat. But literally. I like, I, like, I think it's like a big cough. deal and I'm like, shit, that was yeah. nothing. But like, I'm always, like, five seconds behind the reaction because I'm just imitating everyone around me. Yep. And, like, also the people watching. Like That's my favorite part. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's yeah. the best part. I legit was just, like, the people sitting in front of us. I was, like, looking, basically scrolling Instagram through another person's phone. Like, just watching this <laughs> other girl scroll Instagram. I'm like, I wonder what her feed's like. That. And then the guy in front of me, I was, like, looking over his shoulder, reading his text. He was Ooh, being... Oh, juicy. No, he was being a big fucking weenie baby Ooh. like because they were losing oh okay. and i on like honest to god think he was texting his mother complaining about it being like these reps are they're bullshit calls and literally the mom or whoever it was it was probably either his mom or like his wife that was just like shut up yeah it's yeah. literally a sports game it's all like i get it playoff no responding no she was just like it's just one game it's just one ga-. like she said it 10 times and then she's like just feel, like, grateful that you got to go to this game and, like, have a lot of fun and, like, wow. see your favorite players. Wow. And I was like, yeah, grow up, dude. Yes, queen. But also, We're out it. here shitting on this man. I love yeah. this. Yeah. I love this for us. So, that was fun. That was good. Yay. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us about your world tour across the states of America? <sighs> yeah. Um, I guess that would be my rose. Okay. Cool. Let's jump in. Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. That literally mm. is my note. I love is that. Rose, Florida, in all caps. Um, no, it was just so lovely. It was mm. like, um, like a girls' trip, but like not a girls' trip because it was my friend's company's like sales incentive trip. But like even better because it was a girls' trip that they just paid for. Wow, <laughs> which was incredible. The only way I would like to travel from now on. Yes. And, um, no, it was just nice. It was, like, nice to be able to spend, like, five days with a friend that I feel like at least the last, like, year or so, it's, like, we're just so busy that it's, like, we hang out and we're, like, let's grab coffee or, like, get lunch. Like, more, you know, it's, like, just what we have to do. Like, more, just, like, a hang and then we're done. So it's nice to be able to spend, like, five days together and the sun Chill and like lay and your yes. outfits were on point i will oh my say God. i was Thank like so looking much. like zooming in on your pictures to be oh. like what are the shoes what's the game what's your purse looking like oh your no hair is flawless and the of course game? they look beautiful always uh. so i'm like 
obsessed. Galen brought the good outfit. Yeah. Okay. She has the good outfit. Everyone has to have a friend like that that like brings the good outfits and then we just wear them. Yes. Well, I will say, let me tell you about my lack of style. Okay. I'm an outfit repeater and I'm proud. That green mm. dress, more in Arizona. Beautiful. Bought it in Arizona. H&M, $29.99. H&M has good pants. Except they don't fit me. I don't know if they fit you well. What is it? What did you say? Pants? H&M, like anything of their oh. store. They just don't fit me right. I mean, the dress doesn't fit me correctly. It's okay. like a wrap dress, so I just like wrapped oh, it very okay. tight. Okay, that <laughs> And makes then sense bought safety then. pins to like pin it close because okay. I also don't have breasts to like fill it out. Breasts. Breasts. Who are we? And um, my like little heels that I brought were like last season targets. Good shoes. They do have like these trendy shoes. Yes. Yeah, dupes. Yeah. That's what they have. Yep. Target's got the dupes. Um, and like that's the stuff that I was wearing. Dupes and goats. Target, H and M. It works. Yeah. That's all you need in life. Except for the people that were actually at this bougie resort that weren't on this incentive trip. Yes. And they were like going to the pool and they're like Prada slides, you know? Casual. Looking at us being like, who the fuck are these yes. riffraff? You're like dupes, Target, right there. Yeah, right, right? there, babe. I'm like um, what last time I was in where the area you were um, was for my bachelorette party, and mm. we went to like down the street, like the cheap Marriott, and yep. we like walked by the breakers. That's where we stayed the first like, night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were like, Mm-mm, before can't the even company go could in. pay for it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I loved my bachelorette. I loved all the ladies that planned it, but it was hysterical. I remember I mean, looking like, at there, being like, oh, we could the never rich live here. Right. I mean, I'm not going to like put that energy into the universe. Like we 100%. Thank you. We'll be going to the breakers at one point, but at this Ugh. exact juncture of my life. That. Yeah. Thank you. I simply put a cannot leash on afford. Me and my bad thoughts. I mean, <laughs> same. Thank you. Really? Thank you. Um, what else? What else? Oh, I also will say not to like, I don't think it's like a downer thing, but um, I feel like over the last couple of years, I've been like working on my like relationship with alcohol and like, Ooh. and I felt like a trip like this doesn't like necessarily give me anxiety because I feel pretty solid in like who I am and just saying like, meh, I'm good now. Um, but I feel like it's like going into like a very salesy environment. Like I know they're all like they're there to celebrate as they sure. should like yeah. celebrating like a lot of drinking um, and I feel like I was really good at just, like, doing my thing. Okay. And, like, I had, like, you know, an Aperol spritz during the day when I, like, wanted it. And yeah. then, like, chilled the rest of the time. Good. Or, like, there was one night that, I, like, had a couple drinks. And then I was like, you know what? I'm ready for bed. Wow. And they all, like, hung out. And I was like, I'm really sorry that I'm being a loser. Yeah. And luckily, my friend is, like, the best and was just like, no, this is your trip, too. Like, go relax. Yes. Like, we need more of those types of friendships. Yes. Yeah. At the age we are. Because right. I have no respect for people who bully you or who are making no. you feel bad about how much you're drinking or how much you're not drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. Mm. Good. It was funny, though, because um, this one random guy was like, he like pulled me aside at one point. He was like, so um, what's like, what's like go- going on? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I just like noticed at dinner you had like one or two drinks and like ordered a bunch of water like can you, like, tell me more about that? And I was like, oh, God. I just, like, don't really like to drink a lot. And he's like, I should do that more. And I was like, yeah. Is this isn't, like, yeah. a, a revelation. I feel like sometimes people don't even realize that that's, that's an option. You yeah. don't have to drink oh, totally. a lot. Yeah. You know, or whatever you choose. Totally. Yeah, whenever I tell people that Chad doesn't drink, people are always like, Why? get quiet or, like, assume he's an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the thing, which we've talked about before, is that, like, 
it has to be one or the other. Like, either you're a raging alcoholic or you're fine and you can drink. And it's, like, you can choose to not drink or you can choose to, like, really cut back. Yeah. Or say no sometimes. And, like, it's just because, like, that works better for you. Correct. Yeah. And I'm, like, my mental health has been so up and down these Mm -hmm. last six months or whatever. Like, I can't. I just, like, knew for myself I couldn't go there and, like, take it too far because alcohol definitely would just, like, yes, tank me back into anxiety. So it felt good. And I was, like, proud of myself. And nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. yeah. It was good. And I had so much fun. I love that. Like, you don't have to – if you love to get crunk, live your truth. Crunk. Do your thing. Um, but also, like, you can have a good time yeah. without it. Cool. You know? Do you want to talk about your thorn or what are you feeling? Yeah. Um, Give it all to me, girl. Yeah. Okay. My bud is because of this podcast, because of the accountability, I actually reached out to my old therapist and we are restarting seeing each other twice a month. That's all you need. Right. That's what I do. Healing doesn't need to be my entire identity, and also that shit is Ooh. expensive because she doesn't take my insurance, which is okay. Damn. She's a not horrible. Like, okay. she's pretty reasonable because she's retired. Okay. She's, like, a sweet woman doing it out of the, like, love in her heart. Wow. So it's really not too bad. Um, but twice a month feels like okay. plenty. Like, Good. We got, we got house projects to do. I like the know? idea that you're saying it's not your identity. That's such an interesting you know? phenomenon for me. Like, that can be part of you, but it doesn't yeah. have to be all of you. Well, it can feel like it's, like, what you have to be doing all the time, yeah. every day. Everything yeah. has to be going towards that. And it, like, it's so much pressure. Totally. I totally. Cool. So that feels good. I feel, like, in a positive a positive space. Happy for you. So we're good. Um, my thorn mm. is addressed to the male population. Mm. So... If there are any male listeners listening, I have two questions for you. And this mostly is geared towards cis white men. Oh, okay. So So no one listening. So no (laughs) one listening. And if you are, please stop. You're not welcome here. I have two questions for you. Chad's like, shit. Yeah, right? He's the only white man. I want to get a text from him being like, are you kidding? Yeah. Um, I also got hilarious text from him after last week's episode. Of course Of, did. like, Mitch McConnell memes and oh, stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, this, hilarious. I love that. Um, two, two statements. Okay. Two questions, rather. Um, are you fucking for real? <gasps> and are you mentally okay? No. Because the comments that, like, aren't anything that crazy. But the comments that I have been receiving mm. from men in the workplace. I am over it. Mm-hmm. So I begrudgingly, I know that neither one of them are going to listen to this. Okay. And I, I guess I'll preface it with, I do enjoy the two of them. Okay. I didn't really think I would, and I do more than I thought. Okay. But I begrudgingly train men. I don't want to do it. I want to train women. It's yeah. just not for me. Okay. And the comments that I have gotten from them over the last couple of weeks I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. One of them, which we talked about, the pimple Mm. comments over and over and over again. And then that same person also this week told me that I have very large hands for my body. (laughs) 
You know what that means. It's because their hands are so small because their peepees are so small. I and mean, they're just insecure. Hopefully that's what it is. <laughs> it or is. he's like, you got a big dick. Yeah. Um, and then another one, I was like talking with my hands. Yeah. And he like looked down and I had like, there's like a little bit of it from uh, like black stuff on my like calluses yeah. from hanging on to his freaking kettlebells that I carried around the entire session. And he was like, oh my God, look at your calluses. You look like such a man. <gasps> like, are you done? Yeah. Are you done? Mm-hmm. And it's like shit like that all the time and I'm over it. Yes. And then the fat phobic comments that I received from coworkers, mm-hmm. not towards me, but just in general that were disgusting and alarming and I simply cannot. Like, I know. I don't I'm even know where it. to start with helping educate people like that. Like, because I don't think they want to be educated. I think that's I don't the thing. think that they do either. <clears throat> but I think that in our life, we are going to come into conversations yeah. with people like this, and I'm always baffled at like how to respond with these com- with these types yeah. of comments. Because I feel like as a woman, it's like you either have to agree with them or you're a bitch, you yes. know. And so it's like, how do we have these conversations with men to? help them understand a different perspective than their own privileged perspective. Yes. Uh, but, like, be respected in the same sense. Right. And when it comes to, like, a workplace, I feel like there's also other dynamics going on there, too, where you don't want to be combative. You don't want to, like, have – I don't know. And I'm, like, a people pleaser, too, so it's, like, there are things I want to say, but I feel like I can't because, yeah, I don't want to be perceived as a bitch or, like – like a problem amongst the team or something you know totally but yeah yeah just over it keep your freaking comments to yourself i'm Mm -hmm. done we're done done we're done here yeah good i said good day sir yes anyways okay that's a little about me tell me me. tell me everything well it's funny we must be getting pricked by the same friggin thorn Okay, I'm heated. This has been on my mind Tell for me. weeks now since I was in Arizona. It has been on our notes for quite a while. Um, also, look behind you right now. Of course, you're such a little gentleman. <laughs> so when I was in Arizona, Chad and I and my grandparents were hiking. And a man in probably his 60s or 70s, a white old man, Obviously. came up. Obviously. And went to like look at Annie and say hi to her, which is great. I love yeah. when people want to say hi to her. That's cute. And looked at her, and if you know Annie, she can be very serious, and, like... She gives you the side Yeah, like, she's a baby. She can, that's, she's, like, very natural. Like, that's what she wants to do, so she's going to do it. She doesn't, like, do things to make other people feel comfortable. So, anyways, he's looking at her, and she's looking back, just, like, not really into him. And he goes, why don't you smile? Oh. Yes. Oh, no. And I, like... Couldn't even catch my breath enough to come back, like, to have, like, a good comeback because I was, like, so annoyed about it. And then I brought it up to my husband later, and he didn't even understand it. And I, Because he's not a woman and he hasn't been told for his entire life. Yes. Oh, you should smile more. Yes. And I was, like, it was just so sad for me in that moment, too, because I'm, like, it's already starting. My baby's nine months old, and men are already telling her what to do with her emotions, with her body. And... Like, it's just so sad. And, like, we're already starting to fight the fight. And I, like... Yeah, it's, like, too early. It's it's too soon. Let her be an innocent babe. Yes. And, like, there's just so much wrong with it and so much that I I see all the time all of a sudden. And I feel like I'm on this feminism kick because 
that one instigation, like, yeah. Inst- you have a daughter. Yeah. How would you not well, be on? So I was, like, upset about that. And then in the same sense, when we were on vacation, someone had mentioned to my husband. My husband was sitting outside, like, I don't know, like, playing a game or something. And someone said to him, you're such a good husband. As I was walking out of the room, after, like, putting the baby down, crying, like, breastfeeding her, cleaning up all of her crap. And this happens all the time where people tell Chad that he is such a good husband. And, like, don't get me wrong. He is an amazing person, an amazing husband. I will tell you, I have – I don't think I've ever actually been told that I'm a good wife. I'm not even kidding you. Because the (laughs) standards are different, especially when you start bringing parenting into the mix. Yes. It's like they watch them for one day and it's like, oh, my God, good dad. And it's like, bitch, I carried her for – 10 months. Yep. I do everything. Mm-hmm. Not everything because, like, Chad is good. But, like, you do so much. Yes. And it's just expected. Correct. Of you. It's so expected. And then I was, like, getting into. That's so frustrating. Yeah. And that's happened a bunch. Um, And then I was getting more into the thought of, like, so I left my job as I had recently announced. Yay, yay. And I was having a conversation with one of my relatives and, bless their hearts, all in good intentions, but this relative had said something to me about, like, well, I just don't want you to rely on a man, like, saying that now I'm not getting an income and whatever. And I was thinking in my head, like, thank you for worrying about me, you know, all of the things. But also, like, when I was in college and working jobs and spent, like, giving money to my then-boyfriend, who's my husband now, to, like, get gas to get up to UNH and, like, all of the unseen things that I wouldn't even tell people about because yeah. I wouldn't want him to feel like belittled or anything like that. It's it's like such oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like a it's just not the same perception. Like no right. one would say to him, "Don't rely on a on a woman." Right. You know? Right. And it's just I feel like I'm in this kind of like Ugh, this place in my head lately where I'm noticing all these little things and I think it's having a daughter and now realizing like right. I'm going like to have to fight the more open yeah I'm going to have to fight the fight for her as well um, that's just been a bloody thorn in my yeah. periphery a lately thorn in my goddamn side yes and hoping that it can turn into kind of like me pondering a little bit more and coming up with good information to relay out when yeah. these situations arise because like uh, going back to this conversation of like this guy saying why don't you smile it's like I want to like say something in the, right. that moment to make him think about what he's saying and also right. like fuck off you right. know so anyways that's my no point. it's just it's a hard line to toe because I feel like some people are just like straight up not receptive to anything they're just gonna be like Oh no, we got a feminist on our hands, like (laughs) a hysterical woman. Yeah. And like think that you're just being dramatic. And I feel like it's like more so uh, probably people in our generation that are now having kids and maybe raising girls. And if someone like witnessed that conversation or maybe they said something, I feel like a newer dad might be more receptive to that being like oh my god I don't have that experience but I don't want my daughter to have that experience and get it where like other people would just be like yeah oh my god you're so dramatic it's true you know it's true it's tough so that's my thorn and I'll go the opposite way so my bud is I'm getting very very excited because as I've kind of spoken about I'm writing a children's book yay it's called Adventures of Annie 
and I wrote the book a couple months back. I've been working on it since she's been born, and it's about a little story about how, like, a little girl comes into the world and how mm-hmm. it's really scary, but, like, through love and yeah. nurture, you get to learn that, like, the world is a really cool, adventurous place. Is Oscar and Lincoln in it? Of course they are. Oh, my God. Of course good. they are. I'm going to say, there's going to have to be a rewrite of their Yes. <laughs> and I'm working with an author, and she's been sending me kind of like a couple drafts here and there. Yeah. And it's so good. I can't I am just so see excited. It. I'm getting yeah. full body chills. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that like has been on the bucket list for so long, and yeah. I've been like so excited about. Um, but now it's kind of like coming, and yeah, it's still, it's like there's real. still a long time for it to actually, you know, be final draft version, but I'm getting really pumped for it. It's amazing. Yay. This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's Thank so you. cool. Yeah. So that's that. When do I get to see it? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. It's secret. <laughs> secret, secret. He doesn't want to see. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll do a little, little sneak peek when, when I talk to the illustrator. I don't know, like, if she would allow me to share yeah. it. You know what I mean? I don't know oh, how that works. Oh, that's so true. Right. You know, I'm like, here's the artwork. People right. are like, what? You're like, I posted on my Instagram. It's fine. <laughs> um... So that's exciting. And then, yeah, I forgot what my rose is. I wrote it down. Let's see. My rose is, oh, yes. I'm like, here's all the bad stuff. Yeah, there's me and (laughs) Poe. So my rose is that we have started to clear out a little bit of clutter, which is incredible. And I always am bitching about Chad all the time. But, like, honestly, one of the – one of his struggles in life is mm-hmm. is just, like, keeping stuff. And he, I've mentioned, like, just doesn't see clutter in his in yeah. his frame of mind. Some people don't mind it yeah, at Yeah, it just all. Doesn't, doesn't bother him. I wish I were more like that. But it's <laughs> been, I feel like all I do is nag him. Like, clean up the mm-hmm. yard, clean up the yard. And I had kind of, like, a little breakdown. And I was, like, crying and He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I just, it's going to be Annie's first birthday and I want to have a party at our house and our house like has shit all over the outside and I just feel like I can't. And like I, was, I wasn't I was planning on any of this information yeah. coming out, but it's always in my head. I relate to this deep in my soul. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, I feel so bad. Like I would never want you to feel like that. You know, it's not your stuff. It's mine. And if it's really bothering you, like I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. And he actually is so that is a miracle from the gods i'm telling you so you're such a good husband you know i feel like this is a a chad show (laughs) (laughs) you haven't heard Um, that already yeah so that's exciting for me it's great it's such a good feeling yeah yeah i have those episodes also yeah where all of a sudden i'm like you can't yeah just just paralyzed from like the house is a mess, and there's laundry in the dryer, and I have to do this, and I have to yes. do this, and there's no time, and I'm tired. And yes. Mark's like, Bruce. You're like, just ask me to help. I'll help. Right. I'm like, like, but I do. I'm like, but that's like an extra thing on my to-do list, and I don't want to be a <laughs> naggy bitch wife. That's what it, I'm always, I'm like, oh my God, all I do is tell you to do things. Oh, same. It's tough. But like, what else are you going to do? But do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's me. Love it. Michelle. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what are we talking about today? Oh my god, girlfriend. What do we got? So, <laughs> water break. I have a sip of my water. <laughs> we're both like <laughs> March. Okay. So a little bit about me. We were texting last night or the other night, and um, if you don't know, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology that I've never used. So you have used. I it. am the guest expert on today's episode. Yes. 
Perfect. No, I actually was really excited about this episode. So we're going to talk about attachment styles mm-hmm. like our therapist talked about a couple weeks back. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of like bring it into our lives and t- first of all talk about our attachment styles and mm-hmm. then give some examples about how that's transpired into all of our relationships in life yeah. and so to do that I wanted to first do a little bit of research on my own to like really understand what attachments are and mm-hmm. I remember all of this from college but of course I was up until like midnight researching all of this again and making notes I literally have a whole note in front of me give us a freaking lesson so I feel like I need Teach to me things. Yes. I didn't prepare at all yes <laughs> <laughs> I like live for this. Yeah. So I want to start, I was looking into some of this stuff, which I'm going to explain. And I was having kind of like this signal in my brain, like warning, warning, warning. And before we get into this, I just want to have kind of like a trigger warning that this might bring up a little bit of resentment or a little bit of malice towards your caregivers. And I want to talk a little bit about that before we get into the attachment styles because I've done a lot of this work and I've gone through kind of like this this different realm of like the feelings of all of this. And I think that before you think about yourself, try to think about like your generational trauma. Okay, so like generational trauma is this big term that we use that kind of speaks about how your mother was raised and her mother and the mother before that. Mm -hmm. And a fun fact I learned when I was pregnant, when you are pregnant with your baby, if it's a girl, you are also holding her eggs, so you are therefore kind of like have your granddaughter inside of you too. Does that make sense? That's crazy. It's wild because when you're born. It's crazy how like you do carry – trauma physically in the body person to person correct and so even if you don't if you're not into like the spiritual woo-woo stuff biologically you are ingrained in your grandmother when she's pregnant with your mother so whatever she goes through for that 10 months you're biologically going through that too which is wild and it's like connected from like generational yes and just speaking from experience I was thinking about like you know my mom and her own situation but also her mom who was like brought up in a really abusive um household and which means like her mom was getting battered while she was pregnant and who knows about her and it's just like it just stems down and down and down and so when we think about what attachment styles you have gotten from your caregiver they were doing the best that they could with what they had totally you know and it always comes back to that and i've gone through phases with the both of my parents about like really getting mad but it's like I always go back to that you have to have a different perspective and really remember that like we're all doing the best we can totally (laughs) and like that they're people too correct and yeah they're doing the best they can with what they had you have to think about how they were raised and the situations that they were in specifically together and how their personalities come together and it's like could sometimes they have done better for sure but like I'm sure like when I have a kid I'll probably mess her up in some ways also you know yeah exactly yeah um okay so when we're doing this we just want to use our highest self to process these emotions and just like come from try to be like a different perspective so anyways yeah let's and like also specifically when we're talking about ourselves it's like 
stating more so like facts and the way that we experience mm-hmm. not facts but like the our own truth and the way that we experience things not necessarily like dogging on our parents yes because whenever I talk about that stuff I feel really guilty because it's like I have a great relationship with my parents I love yes. them so much and I I know that my mom like might listen to some of these episodes and I never want her to feel like it's like oh my god you messed me up and you did a horrible job like she did a great yeah, job clearly we all just have our stuff and we all react to things differently yes like I have two sisters and like we all have different stuff Isn't going that interesting? on yeah, yeah. Um, I anyway. know I was thinking about that too. I was like, wow, if my mom ever, not that she knows I even have a podcast, don't anyone tell her please. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I do love her and I love the person she is. And I yeah. feel like sometimes when I process things, it comes across as like, she did something wrong. Or mm-hmm. like even my dad, who I have no relationship with, I have no hatred for him. Right. But like, it's, it's just is what it is, you yeah. know? So anyways, totally. I digress. Totally. So should I get into the attachment styles? Let's get into it. So here's m- what my research concluded. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping up to the podium now. Tell me about Mike your research. in hand. Put your glasses on. <laughs> I wish Where's I was that cool. Get a blazer. Right? Okay. So there was this man. His name was Boldy, and he was in the 1960s. Okay. He came up with a theory, right, that there was an attachment style. So before mm-hmm. him was Freud, and his idea was that babies just attached to whoever fed them so okay. like that's why it was like a biological like whoever feeds them they'll love mm-hmm. so like that was the big thing for freudian era right then comes along boldy and he's like actually i don't think that that's true i think that it um attachment occurs by um reciprocation right mm-hmm. so like however you are perceived or reciprocated by the main caregivers in your life um that is what is going to make you an attached person. Yep. So he came up with this idea. However, let's not forget that there was a woman, her last name is Ainsworth, and she actually provided the evidence that this is true. So let's not did. forget the woman in here. Of course so she, she did. So she came around in the 1970s, and she came up with this thing called the strange situation. I won't get into that, but she basically okay. proved the theory. So the fact of their theory is that Whatever attachment style you get affects your social, emotional, and cognitive development, and that it has a significant impact later on in your life. Right. Okay. So attachment, they say, is biological, and infants are born with an attachment gene. They get attachment when they are crying, right? So, like, if you're crying, your parent should come Mm -hmm. and figure out what's going on. They get attachment when they cling to a caregiver Mm -hmm. and, like, when Annie comes and crawls up on my leg, I don't just, like, ignore her. Right, like, I kick her, her off. off. Yes, exactly. Or um, even little things, like, when they smile at someone, yeah. like, getting a smile back, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like, those are, like, the main things that they think. Yeah. So they came up with four different areas that you could be attached with. So the first one is secure. So a secure mm-hmm. attachment is when you're getting that reciprocation. So you're getting warm and loving bonds between your caregiver um, so this is when you when you grow up, you're active and you're demonstrating confidence in your relationships with mm-hmm. others. You easily build long-term relationships without fear of abandonment. Mm. And this is actually, I like. am, yeah, <laughs> what is that? 56% totally of adults have a secure attachment. And I was baffled by this because I thought it would be way lower. I would feel like it would be way lower too. Yes. That but is crazy. Not. It's like half and half. It's like half and half. 
half. I know. I'm like, everyone I know, every girl I know is anxious and every guy I know is avoidant. What the hell? Right. Truly. <laughs> Which I'll get more into too. Um, so secure is what it sounds like, right? Yeah. So then we'll get into the two different types. So anxious is when you distrust your caregiver. Okay. So there's a lack of consistency for your caregiver. Sometimes they'll give mm-hmm. you a little bit of attention. Other times they're too busy. You know, things like that. Um, so when you grow up, you continuously seek approval and fear of being abandoned. Do dogs have attachment style? Um, I feel like ours all have anxious <laughs> attachment. Just for sure. Just wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Totally. Like, hello? <laughs> Um, like, wait, have I made him anxious? <laughs> <laughs> I've already, oh, I forgot to mention, this This happens really quickly between the ages of zero to two. So it's very quick. And actually some research says zero to six months, which is scary. And I like won't believe that because I yeah, feel like terrifying. we need a little bit more wiggle room here. Right. You're <laughs> like, I still have work to do. Yeah, I'm still working. Um, okay, so at anxious, um, you feel unloved by your partners. You fear that they're going to leave you. You're really clingy in relationships. Mm-hmm. You're insecure, like, when you don't receive that text back, mm-hmm. like, right away. Like, oh, they must be doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, me. Um, yeah. I'm like <laughs> writing down, like, all the, the ones that I have. Yes. Okay, so you are difficult to express love and connections to yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and you are emotionally dependent when you get older. Yeah. And this is only 19% of adults. Which one was that one? Um, anxious. What? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Maybe it's just anxious Maybe it's girlies just attach <laughs> an- or like attract anxious girlies. Oh because my God, you're so right. I feel like a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true? That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Okay. So the third one is I feel called- like we're really seeing Teacher Caitlin right now. I'm enjoying it. I know. It. Sorry. I'm loving No, this. I really like it. Tell me to get off my pedestal if you need to. No, no, no. Okay. The third one is avoidant. So this is when you you have learned that your emotional needs will be unmet. So your caregiver is insensitive and rejecting of your needs. Okay. okay. So I'm thinking more about like when there's like a little boy and his dad's like toughen up soldier mm. type of thing. Yeah. Like bam, bam. Yeah. Rub some dirt yeah, in it. Yeah. We don't cry around here type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, when you grow up, you feel unloved and insignificant. You can't express your feelings and you're hard to express your emotions most likely because they're pinned down when you're little. Um, you avoid intimate relationships and you find relationships suffocating and you might even ignore them completely. Mm. So this is 25% of adults. I would say that would be 92.5% of males, at least the males in like the Boston area. Yes, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Chad about that and I was like, no, you're definitely avoiding it and I'm definitely anxious. Yeah. He was like, chill. He's man. like, I think I'm good, but thank you so much <laughs> for that. Um, the last one is called disorganized. So this is actually a combo of avoidant and anxious. Hmm. And this is someone who would have intense rage and anger when they're older. They avoid relationships. They crave affection, but also avoid it at all costs. Um, (laughs) Associated with significant psychological and relationship risks when you get older. So Hmm. like, this is really not a lot of people. This is like, people that have significant trauma and like I've dated really this person. yes <laughs> the two in 100 we found we'll get into it <laughs> um but it's not that well researched so yeah. it's something new that's so interesting. um if you are wondering which attachment theory you are i'm gonna put a 
quiz on our yes. Instagram so that you can kind of go through it. I made Chad do it, and he was like, this is so stupid. Oh, my God, this is so stupid. But he secretly loved it. Yeah. So if you're wondering which one you are, I'm going to attach a quiz for you to yes. take. So oh, those okay, are yeah. the four. Now I'll breathe. Okay. It's so interesting. <laughs> I, like, love this stuff. I also love this stuff because I feel like there are times when I think back to – just my like relationship trajectory of my like whole young adult to adult life where I can feel very like like blaming of myself and like down on myself but this feels like a not an out but like an explanation yeah of like girlfriend you're just trying to get through it like yes, yes. <laughs> you're doing your best we're doing our best yeah yep um I also will say as I was talking about this with Chad, his quiz actually came up that he had a secure attachment, which I found <laughs> hysterical. Right. And he was like, I wonder if, because he did say in high school he was way more of the avoidant phase yeah. with with people he was in relationships with. And he's like, but I think that in our marriage, like, he's learned to be more secure. Yeah. And even early on in our, like, in our relationship, we definitely showed much different signs, which I'll show. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder if awesome. as you grow, you can kind of heal these attachment wounds, if you yeah. want to call them that. Yeah, um, I think so. I don't know. But I would assume. I think so. I mean, obviously, I'm no scientist. But, um, yes, you are. like, that definitely was something that I wanted to talk about on this episode, too, because I feel like one of not that like you should find someone to like, cure your attachment style or to you know fix you or anything but I feel like being in a really secure relationship at a point when I was like ready to do some self-work really like allowed myself to like I don't know the words I'm trying to say like be more secure and like find all the things in myself mm. that I was always looking for in other people. Of course. You know what I mean? It's like, of course I found a lot of that in Mark because, like, he's amazing and I love him so much. But it was like I found, like, self-love. Yes. Too. Ooh, you know? Ooh, I love that. You know? I love that. Um, so I want to talk about different relationships we've both had in our past and current. Yeah. And how, first of all, let's talk about what your – attachment style is then talk about what their attachment style were, is and kind of like what the dynamic was between you two yeah i know where to start where to start we won't name names but <laughs> i'm kidding like i brought a diagram <laughs> a timeline if you will i like really thought about going out and buying a whiteboard wow. and like just writing it out that would have been incredible Maybe next time. Okay. Maybe we'll do, I like... I narrowed mine down to three because I was also, like, I could talk about so many different yeah. people in my life. I think... I feel like there's, like, a few that really stand out okay. that were, like, more impactful on my life. Like, okay. I feel like I had a lot of, like... Like, I dated a lot, mm -hmm. but I had a lot of, like, quick little things here and there because... I feel like I'm a little bit anxiously attached. Okay. Um, or I was, and I mean, still a little bit, but way more so when you're in your 20s and, like, super insecure, you yeah. know? Um, and so I feel like I bounced around a lot. Sure. Like, I needed that attention a lot. Yeah. But I also feel like, obviously, this anxious attachment 
happened when I was a wee little baby. Yeah. But I feel like my first ever relationship, in air quotes, if you can Mm -hmm. call it that, I thought it was a relationship. He just thought like, (laughs) uh, yo, she's a freshman. Okay. I'm going to get her. Yes. You know? Um, But I feel like that first foray into like a relationship really just like hammered home the anxious attachment because he was so avoidant I guess yeah like it was not intimate in the way of like being kind and like emotionally intimate with each other yeah um and it was a lot of that like playing games and like what I now know to be gaslighting and yeah all of that to like just get whatever he wanted um and I feel like that like really solidified some of the trajectory after of like oh, okay, this is what relationships are. Yes. And I don't know if you're lying and, like, do you really like me? Like, I feel like instead of, like, learning from that experience, Mm -hmm. it just was, like, we're leaning in. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he was avoidant, you were anxious, and this is, like, your first relationship. Yeah, I was, like, 14 when we first started dating. Okay. Yeah, I have super similar um, situation. I feel like... Of course, I had little, like, lovebirds when I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade. I mean, you know? yeah. Like, I actually had a A-I-M, dream. Yes. Like, oh, my God. A-I-M. Um, I had a dream the other day about, like, my first, like, boyfriend when I was in fifth grade. And um, his name was Reed. And I won't Reed. say his last name. I won't, like, blow him up. He was in gem. Too bad it didn't last. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he actually was a great little little friend. <laughs> that's that's as much it. as it. I yeah. think we held hands. That was yeah. romantic. That was, that's big. Um, definitely secure attachment. Great guy. Great guy. We love to see it. <laughs> Great to see it. He had a good relationship um, with his mom. Yes, absolutely. Um, but no, my first, like, relationship, um, my first love, I think that that's what this narrows it down to. Right. The first love I had was a boyfriend that I started dating in either seventh or eighth grade. And we had a relationship. He was a year older than me. Um, and I loved him. Like I seriously did. Like he was my first love and we had so much fun when we first started dating and like just so much like fun. Everything was new and you know, we would just like do weird crap. Um, and he, I, I will start with, I'm obviously a very anxious attached person. (laughs) (laughs) And so I like clung to him and I think it's young love in general, right? You make it, yeah, this fairy tale in your head of like, you're going to get married and have babies and all of these things. Um, and, but he was definitely avoidant. Like I remember his, his family, um, I think his dad, like, definitely was a hardo and I think even might have like there might have been some abuse going on there and so our dynamic at the beginning and the love bird stage was so good and then it got really ugly like even though I was really young so I'll say totally admitting it was me who totally effed that relationship up I cheated on him with his best friend Caitlin, the truth comes out. You don't. The truth comes out. Um, and going back to the attachment thing, though, it was because I just wanted more attention. Like in my head, I was like, I need more. If I if I do this, then like he'll get upset and want me more. Yeah. You know, like that's totally. so 
fucked up to even say out loud. You're but also like a truth. teenager and your frontal lobe isn't yes. even. I know. There's so much to you it, know? right? But I, that's something I probably would have fucking done when yeah. I was a teenager. Yeah. I needed attention. Never said that out loud. Here we go, world. Uh, it all throw your haterade at me. Yep. Um, and no, but then you it, were in it like started a very yucky trajectory where like he would cheat on me with like a ton of people. Aww. A ton of people. Yeah. And then I was just like heartbroken because I was like in my little unhealed head of like, what do you mean? Like, I'm so sorry. Like I, in right. my head, I was like, this will make us closer. Of course it didn't. And then right. he was so sad and ended up hurting me, you right. know, the same. Um, but that was an interesting, interesting wound that I feel like I'm so happy to have happened too, because I feel like it molded me into realizing yeah. that that was not the type of a relationship that was not healthy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, it's funny because I think everyone can say they've had some type of relationship like that in high school where like they yeah. were more of the anxious type and then you get connected with the opposite of an avoidant type yeah. and this blow up situation happens. Yes. Especially so, with like teenage like emotions. Teenage and angst. The angst. Yes. It's real. Like everything is so dramatic. Yes. Like I feel like, so after I dated that first person, we moved, I think we, we talked about this and then we cut it out of that one episode. Yeah. Um, so we moved across the country, and that's why we broke up. Thank God. Yeah. Like, literally, silver linings to moving. And then I met, um, like, my first love. Yeah. And, like, it was truly the sweetest relationship. Like, I'm sure some of it oh. is, like, made up in my head of, like, the teenage memories. Yeah. But, like, truly sweet angel man. Like, so... Just, like, took everything at my pace. Literally would, like, leave, like, love notes on my front door. I love the love notes. Yeah. And, like, we would, like, get into, you know, like, stupid little, like, teenage Oh, like, the rage, but really, like, you just want the attention. Right. Exactly. Like, I I have this vivid, weird memory. Like, isn't it weird? Like, these random little things that just stick in your head Mm -hmm. that were so meaningless. I remember getting ready to go over to his house for, like, I think like his sister's graduation party or something but like a bunch of our friends were gonna be there my sister was gonna be there and me and my sister are getting ready in the bathroom and I'm like I just feel like me and him are gonna fight tonight like because mm-hmm. like we also grew up watching like Laguna Beach in the hills 100 percent I'm like I felt like the drama was just like I thought that's what Passion, life was love. right yeah like oh, we're gonna fight tonight and she was like it feels like you just want some <laughs> drama and I'm like yeah Correct. I want to fight so that way he can give me attention yep and leave me love notes and bring me my favorite candy and yes. leave it on my front door. Yeah. But <laughs> so adorable, so sweet. But then when he – he was a senior when I was a sophomore. Scandalous. Um, yeah, my dad was out to sea for like a full year. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> and then he came home. And then he left when I was like in middle school. He came back. I was like entering sophomore year. had like an 18-year-old boyfriend. <laughs> and he was like, what yep. is going on? Yep. Rough times for Steve. <laughs> Um, but then he went to college and we were going to like stupidly stay together of because course. we were like so wildly we were getting in married. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just should have called it quits and been like, that was the most amazing first mm-hmm. love. Like anything you could have asked for, left it at that and cut our losses and it would have been sad. But instead we're like, we gotta make it work. Yes. And then like he went to college. He didn't want to be freaking dating a high school girl. Like. I remember he, like, offered to come to, like, winter formal and, like, came and had the worst time ever because, of course, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. No. I don't blame him. 
But then because of that, it was like, I feel like he became avoidant almost. Yes. Like, I don't, I feel like he was pretty securely attacked. And then you ruined him. And then I ruined him. <laughs> and he I'm ruined kidding. me. Yep. Isn't that funny how that happens? Like, it's like when it's time to call it quits. And we should have. Yeah. Like, literally to the point where, now I'm just like going on tangents, but on, again, vivid memory, on Valentine's Day, I like snuck up to his dorm because he only was in school like less than an hour away. So I like drove up to his college, like literally like went through the like cash toll instead of using my easy pass so my oh mom my couldn't like God. track where I was going. Again, mom, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> we never had sex, so. <laughs> I've never had sex, actually. <laughs> but, like, we really actually never did. Wow. Which is crazy. Because okay. Because I, like, told him about my first. Okay. And he was just respectful. Wow. I mean, until Angel. he wasn't in yeah. terms of this stuff. But, so, I go up for Valentine's Day. I, like, have made him, like, this big, like, card and, like, doing, like, the silly, Aww. like, teenage romance things that yeah. you do. And, like, put him put it together like a little Valentine's Day care package for college. And he, I kid you not, just handed me his grandmother's Valentine's Day care package that she had sent to him <laughs> in the same box. Oh, my God. Like, didn't He's even. He's like, I forgot I had a girlfriend here. Yeah. That's... Didn't even try. Yeah. I, like, went to the dorm. The picture of us that I had, like, given to him when he was going to college was, like, hidden in a drawer wow. like we just oh, like yeah. he was fucking around right like we were fighting all the time he would like come into town for the day and like not tell me he was there oh. and like just like really broke my heart like I was yeah. so sad yeah and I feel like after that I feel like it kind of I'm just therapizing myself mm. like solidified like oh, okay, remember that, like, horrible relationship and that's how I thought relationships were? Like, that is how it is because yeah. even this guy that was so angelic, eventually they're going to do this kind of thing, yes. you know? Like, eventually yep. they're going to – the other shoe's going to drop and you're going to find out the real them, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that kind of followed me where then I just ended up in a ton of, like, just, like, fucking dumb relationships with guys that, like, were not on my level and, yeah. like, I didn't like, but – they liked me, so I was like, yes. yeah, let's date for two years. You know yes. what I mean? There's a lot of that for me of, like, yeah. I – Oh, that was a lot I of always, No, I love it. Um, I would always, like, go for guys that, like, I thought I couldn't get, and then the moment I could get them, I was like, eh, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah. I needed your attention. You gave it to me. Bye. Yes. Every single one of them. It's, like, it's heartbreaking, actually, to think about because I'm like, I just needed attention so badly. Oh, I was the same. Like, I would have done anything. Yeah, and I did. So, the next one I want to talk about Kay. is my my current husband. Not my last one or my, <laughs> my future one. No, I'm kidding. I actually did want to ask you some stuff about chat, too, because I feel like your relation – you've been together for so long mm. and went through so many stages, which you're probably going to get to, so I can just shut up and let you talk. No. But, um, like, so many different stages of life together. Yeah. And had your times where you, like – kind of like went your separate ways, came back together, like, you know, mm -hmm. weren't fully, you know, securely attached maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I feel like that might be interesting for people to hear about. Yeah. So Chad and I got together when I was 18. I had just turned 18 and he was 21. So he's four years, two, three and a half years older than me. So it's weird. Um, but he was 21, I think. And so I was still in, in high school and he had dropped out of college actually. 
he met at a party, and the Love first it. time I met him, I told him I would never have sex with him. <laughs> um, still to this day. No, I'm kidding. Um, so like still we have strong. been together <laughs> for, how old am I now, 31, so mm. I don't even know how many, 13 years, something yeah. crazy like that. And so I think that it goes much deeper than just like, I'm anxious and he's secure, you know, like yeah. I think that when we first met those those attachments were still there. Like I was still an anxious attachment and he was an avoidant attachment. And I think that we both craved what we couldn't get. And then, um, you know, we got each other and somehow it stuck. I will say that there was a time when I went to college that I, like we were in this great relationship, but like in my mind, I was like, okay, I have you. So like now's my time to dwindle down. And he was like, nope, that's not going to happen. And basically was like, like, I remember this one time we were literally at the beach and I was, like, shit-faced. And, of course, I'm, like, calling him, flirting with him. We're, yeah. like, not really dating at this time. Mm-hmm. But he, like, picked me up and he was, like, I'm sick of this shit, Keelan. Like, uh, like figure it out. Like, yeah. we're going to end up together. So, like, are you going to figure this out on your own or do I need to, like, help you along the way? Right. And I remember in you're that like, moment I, I, was like, <laughs> I was, like, you're right. Like, let's get it together. Um, but, yeah, there's been so much. So, I think, like, going to college was a huge thing a huge like part of our relationship where it was like really fine tuning what we needed from each other. Um, I went to college with like the full assumption that like we would be together. And then a little bit, maybe mid college, I was like, this isn't going to work out. You know, I went and kind of like did my own thing for a teeny bit. I don't know what the hell he did. It's like, we don't talk about it. (laughs) I mean, it feels like it doesn't need to be, we don't need to go there. No. Um, but it was a very short, short part of college and then towards the end of it we like solidified that relationship and we're like you know yeah this is meant to be right then after college we moved in together and we were actually last night talking about how I feel like he was healing himself like getting more into this secure attachment whereas Mm -hmm. I was still in this anxious and so I remember nights where like we lived in Amesbury so it kind of bordered New Hampshire we would go to Walmart in New Hampshire because, yeah. like, you'd have to pay tax, of course, yeah, and get, like, 30 packs. I would drink Coors Light, and he would drink Budweiser. We would buy 30 packs at Walmart because they were, like, you cheap. You are, like, the cool girl. The, I hope you know. I don't know if this is like, freaking cool. No, like, Caitlin, for reference, would literally, like, you would never catch her with a girly stupid cocktail. Like, oh, she never. had a beer in her hand. Yeah. I'm a beer girl through and through. Yeah. Um. But no, we would get like belligerently drunk and then I would start the biggest fights with him. <laughs> like huge screaming fights. And Chad like brought this up last night and I was like sweating because I was like, don't talk right. about You're this. Like, like this never happened. But it happened. Um, and again, it was just like that attachment of like, I'm going to do everything that I can do to like get more attention. But in the same yeah. sense, like pushing you away to make you closer. It was like so deranged. Um, but we went through like an ugly, gross time, like right after college. Um, yeah. also like a big time of like yeah. transition too. Yeah, and a lot of my friends were living in the city, and like we weren't all super close to each other at that time. You know. Um, and then Chad and I had been together for like five years, and in my mind, I was like, okay, well, like let's get married, let's like do the next thing. And I would kind of, like, push him to do these next things. And, like, he was ready, but I think he secretly knew, like, I wasn't actually ready. So, anyways, we went through this transition phase of, like, just kind of, like, a yucky feeling. Um, But eventually he did propose, and I feel like that 
like when people ask me what was your favorite day of your life it always was the day uh, of course when Annie was born but past that when I got engaged I feel like I don't know what happened like everything in my soul just kind of like relaxed filled like all of the empty places just like filled up with like secure like I felt like wow I've been wanting this for so long and now like he really does just want this. Like, he's yeah. asking me. It's not like me being like, let's do it, let's do it. Like, yeah. getting drunk, making him do things. Like, he wanted this enough to go yeah. and, like, do this big act of love. So I feel like that was the first opportunity for myself to really, like, feel that I was going to be loved, you know? Yeah. Um and so from then, we got married. I was a child's bride at the age of 24. <laughs> um, wouldn't change a thing, though. I really feel no, like we were perfect. ready to be married. He was 27. I was 24. You were. You um, were. Yeah. That's we moved to Plymouth. Um, Chad had, like, this really great job there. But we were, like, solo mission, kind of, like, newly married. So it was kind of, like, getting your feet wet in a, the same relationship but a different degree Yeah, of it. totally. Um, so there was some growing there. And I feel like we just, I I don't know how, but like every year we get even more healthier and secure in our relationship. And of Mm -hmm. course, of course there are bumps in the roads. Someone once described marriage to me as kind of like a roller coaster. Like you go down for a little bit, but you're never there for long. So like just hang on and like you're going to be up again. Like it's okay. Um, And I I will say to a degree that is true. Like, of course, I think in any relationship, whether it's with your spouse or yourself or a friend, like there can be low points, but like you just got to hang on and like be the best versions of yourself and know that it's going, it's going to get better. Um, So anyways, yeah, we were in Plymouth and then we were back in Marblehead and now we're here. Um, Obviously having a baby makes things astronomical so like whatever degree you're going in a marriage you have a baby and you're you're there so like I I don't know me and Chad were like always had a strong relationship but then when we had Annie I feel like it got even stronger because like that's just the way we were leaning I think that like if you're leaning towards the side of like Ooh, I don't know what, maybe this will help my marriage. It's not going to. No, it's like <laughs> just another, obviously it's like there is a bond that you have because you like created a freaking life together. But beyond that, you got to deal with the day to day. Yeah. So if you don't already have that foundation built, it's going to be a mm-hmm. lot harder to like operate as a team. Yeah. With like minimal resentment. Cause yeah. like that stuff's going to come up. Yeah, of course it is tenfold. Um, so I'm going on a total tangent, but my, oh, my goal is to say this was my person, my example of my secure attachment, which he was. And I think because he's a little bit older, he's like been able to kind of heal his avoidant into his secure attachment. And this is kind of like my phase of the same thing of like being anxious and now healing myself into the secure attachment. Yeah. So my first example was anxious avoidant. This is now... I don't know, the healing process of it. (laughs) We're not to, I have a secure relationship that I want to, um, I want to share with you eventually, which is interesting because you would think Chad would be my secure attachment or my most recent. I will share. I will share. What else do you got for me? Oh my God. You're like, where do you want me to go? How do I top that? Um, are we to Marky Mark yet or no? Well, they're more along the journey. Here's the thing. I feel like I relate very hard to you um, and some of the stuff that you said about Chad with Mark. Okay. Um, but before we got there, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like there were so many more bumps in the road. Yes. Most of them just being kind of what I was saying before, where, like, I would kind of just, like, not – I wouldn't be, like, an active – participant in like choosing my relationships it Mm -hmm. was kind of just like oh someone likes you okay cool great let's date for two years even though i straight up don't like you and like what yeah like i remember sitting down with my sister at hoko shout out unh (laughs) crying my eyes out in the dining hall freshman year when i was dating my freshman year boyfriend and I remember her just being like, what are you doing? Like, mm. like, no offense to him, but sure, he's a great guy now. I don't know. Like, he wasn't, like, <laughs> he wasn't, like, bad, it's bad. It was, it was just a dud. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my sister just being like, how do you go from your relationship with Robbie to this? Like, what are you doing? Like, mm. just hold out for something better. Oh, I love the truth. You know how so many people are like, it's okay. Right. Well, if anyone's going to do it, it's your sister, you know? Yeah. But even then, I still dated him for another, like, over a year. Of course you you know. Yeah. Um, And that was definitely a pattern for quite some time Mm -hmm. that kind of, like, came and went. You know what I mean? It was, like, I would – I guess maybe that was the pattern. It was, like, I would, like, come to my senses around two years in and then (laughs) (laughs) dump them, be on a high. Yeah live my freaking life especially like in college I was Mm -hmm. like now I can live in college well because you were always I'm gonna be like very just blunt you were always better than the guys that you dated in my perspective like way better and so like you would hang on thinking like you know well I can't be better than like you know like self unconsciously but like then you would realize and then feel bad that like you you know you were like I don't want to be the bad guy but you were always better than them and I also feel like that was a little bit maybe of an attachment style coming out where, like, I didn't know I was doing it, but it was like, well, if I'm a little bit better than you, which I don't think I even thought I was, yeah. truly, because I was so just, like, needed my – I needed to figure my own yeah. shit out. But I feel like there maybe was a little bit of, like, well, if I'm better than you, then, like, you are going to be giving me all that attention and, like, mm. be – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. almost like an upper hand thing, maybe? Yes. Which then just, like, came around in, like, toxic things. Like, that specific person would then, like, like I was in college. I was wearing slutty-ass clothes mm-hmm, to frat parties. Honey. And then a sorority, like, let me live. Yes. Which, like, like six-inch stilettos <laughs> for no reason. From Charlotte Russe. <laughs> Super 20. Yep, yep. Um, but I remember him one day being, like, like, being out – coming back to his frat after like being out with probably like you Mm -hmm. and um like the rest of the gals in the sorority and him being like like putting up these huge big fits about well why would you be wearing stuff like that like really digging into like you have a boyfriend so like what do you think people think when you're like out wearing stuff like that and I'm like I was straight up not doing anything. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved attention, but I was, like, a good, faithful girlfriend to him. And it was, like, that stuff all the time where it was, like, this isn't going the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. So that was gross. Yeah. Um, And then there's just this one, like, non-relationship that really sticks out to me because I think his attachment style is that um, unicorn of both. Okay, like the combo one. Yeah. You probably could guess. 
the tumultuous <laughs> situation that it was. It was like, I like kind of want to. Honestly. <laughs> that terrorized me. <laughs> like, I feel like I was anxiously attached. So, like, instantly was just like, yeah, I'm in love. We, we are getting married of and course. whatever. And him, and maybe it's like a little bit of like deeper than attachment styles, like some like narcissism okay. stuff. Yeah. Maybe I could see that. I think that that gets into the disorganized. I think yeah. that that is like connected. Why it's a unicorn a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And I don't really know anything about the way he was raised. I met his parents once and it was kind of a weird scenario. Okay. He didn't even tell his parents that we broke up for like a really long time mm, after. Something funky was going on. Um, yeah. But I feel like it was like, what wants to say hello? Um, like, he would be securely attached in, like, sharing emotions and, like, being very forthcoming with that, but then would be avoidant and break up with me on, like, a whim. Okay. Or avoidant and almost, like, be, like, love bombing and then take it away mm. and then take it away and then break up because he was, like, so nervous about the emotions that he was feeling but then would come back around months later and like pour his heart out and it was a very this like weird game for like a year or Mm -hmm. something just like real real bad really unhealthy yeah yeah and like my anxiously secure anxiously insecure whatever (laughs) who am i I was anxious. Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> nervous. I forgot the word. <laughs> and that made it worse. And I really just like, I didn't have the wherewithal to be like, this isn't cool until it was like so far gone where he was literally <laughs> like, it's like honestly comical. Like men crying it is the biggest way to get the ick in a situation like that. Okay. In okay. a sweet situation. Yes. Let out those emotions yeah. in this kind of thing. Literally, where it had been, like, a year of just, like, up and down. Like, we weren't – we were together for less time than, like, you know, than we weren't. And I just remember we finally just being, like, I cannot feel like this anymore. Like, I was lying to my friends. I was lying to my family. Like, I would literally, like, sneak out of my apartment so my roommates wouldn't know that I was going to hang out with him. Like, it was, like, real – it just, like, was very unhealthy. Made me feel really, really gross. And I just remember being, like, I just, like, I – know that I deserve better than like this feeling like I just straight up can't live like this anymore mm-hmm. and when I finally was just like all right this is it I just remember sitting on my like foyer like oh god floor in front of the door so like I couldn't get out and like he couldn't just bawling his eyes out bawling his eyes out like uncontrollable but to that like at that point I was already so just like yes you had I'm strong. done and then I'm like you are so gross like please like I feel bad but like can you please just get the fuck out of my house like yes. I don't want to like look at you like this yes I'm embarrassed <laughs> for you you gotta get off the floor man like literally <laughs> hanging onto my leg oh like bad I'm like you just terrorized me for a year yeah like this is your fault honey right oh just like so I don't want to laugh hyster- but I am it's so funny now yeah yeah. And then he like left and I was just like, oh my God, I can breathe again. You know? Oh, is he married now? I have no idea. I want to say he is. He blocked me on everything. Which is like, 
or maybe I blocked him. Like it was bad. It was like literally years later, mm-hmm. years and years later, and he would still Snapchat my friends. Ew. Like find little ways to like. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. And like a little scary. Bad news bears. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he would show up for context during this year of weirdness. We'd be broken up for months, and he would like somehow sneak into my apartment building, like letting people having people like let him in, and would just be like waiting outside my door. Oof. In like a scary way. Yeah, that's creepy. Show up at my work, <laughs> like, and then play mind games, like park in front of my apartment, and just like not say any, like scary. So like I would be curious for someone to analyze him and mm. know what his attachment style was. Yes. And why? Because that was fucked up. Oof. <sighs> creepy. Thank God he's a goner. <sighs> Thank God. Um, but I will say that like. With Mark, it was the same thing. Like, I feel like I was a little bit anxiously attached in the beginning because okay. that was, like, who you are, who I was, yeah. you know? Um, but because I feel like he's pretty, like, secure in his attachment. Like, I feel like there's, like, different... He is. He's a good egg. He is. Just, he like, really I feel is, like... through and through. Like, I'll have, or, like, throughout our time, less so now, obviously, but would have moments of being, like... I'm worried because like this thing or that thing of like our relationship and he's like we're good like yeah. what do you mean <laughs> we are happy and we're chilling yeah you know um but I felt the same way which I think it's like it was an engagement I feel like it's a little bit of like society telling sure. you especially being like late 20s and everyone around you is getting engaged yeah and you feel like it it's expected of you, but then at the same time, you really want it. And I think my anxious attachment wanted that, like, validation a little bit. Mm. Um, but it is so true, like, the second that it happened. And I feel like I had come to a little bit more of, like, a peaceful place before it happened. You did. Where, like, for a while, I was, like, every single announcement, I was, like, I am going to lose my mind. Yeah. Like, deleting Instagram. Yeah. It always happens like that. When you, like, want to get engaged or want to have a baby, it's, like, everywhere you look, it's, like, this person and that person. You're, like, fuck you. Yes. I feel like it's, like, when you have something that you want your attention is on, it's all you see. It's, like, a literal. Of course, your thoughts become things, and it's, like. Yeah. Right. It, like, manifests itself all around you. Like, to the point, literally, when we were. I say that word so much, especially on this podcast. (laughs) Makes sense. Literally. Literally. We went to New York City around Christmas time, and I, like, did not think that it was going to happen on that trip. Like, I planned the trip. Uh, I, I feel like I know Mark enough that he, like, wasn't going to do, like, a cheesy Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no shade if you got engaged over Christmas. Adorable. I love Christmas. <laughs> um, and we were walking through Central Park, kind of just moseying around, and we walk up this hill, and at the top of the hill there's a gazebo. And we walk to the top of the gazebo, or, like, entering the gazebo, and there are big marquee letters <laughs> at the this. back. That said, marry me. There's a violinist playing. There's roses everywhere. And, like, I didn't think it was for me. But for, like, a split second, my brain was like, oh, my God. It's It's happening. It's happening. And I look at him and his face is just like, no. (laughs) Like, he just like, no. And then we went and, like, sat down on a bench to, like, figure out where we were going to go next. And then one of our really good friends wrote in the text, in our group text, that she had just gotten engaged. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to need a minute. Yep. Like, we got to go back to the hotel for a minute, oh. and I just, like, need to take a shower and, like, wash this yeah. off of my face. Yes. 
I remember when it happened. I remember texting you about yes, it. Yes, you were like, very sweet. <sighs> Just like freaking hysterical. But yeah. I do remember like no when we did get engaged feeling yeah just like i could like relax a little bit yeah and especially because he is someone that like wouldn't just do that because it's like oh that's the next step right and it's what i should do it very much was like a active choice that he was making and also like saying like we are both ready for this next step and I feel like that allowed me to also be a little bit more mm-hmm. secure. He was so healthy with it, too. Like, when he proposed, yeah. he was, like, also, like, yeah, we can get married tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> like, he was sincerely ready. Like, he didn't need that right. engagement phase. You guys, like, literally got engaged and then, like, married. <laughs> literally, like, a month later. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like that was another thing was, like, he was, like, I don't, I'm, I didn't do this so that way I still need a year, a year right. and a half to get married. Like, I asked you because I'm actually ready now. Yeah. So, like, if that's what we want to do, let's freaking yep. party. I love your story of like you guys getting engaged and then you guys getting married like under the radar. Like I remember the night before you got married, we had a bachelorette party. Remember me, you and Chad at whatever random restaurant. Yes. And you were like, yeah, this is kind of like my bachelorette party. And I was like, Chad wasn't, or Mark wasn't even there. I don't think. Couldn't make it. It was like literally the three of us. Yes. (laughs) I know Chad was like, Crazy bachelorette party. You chose the guy that's sober. Mm -hmm. And then the day after was your baby shower. Yeah. And I. None of us were drinking. (laughs) Right. And I like still had um, like my hair done from the wedding, and people were like, "Oh my god, your hair looks so good!" So and I you weren't dry telling people, right? Because I didn't want to like be like, "Yeah, I know it's like Caitlyn's baby shower, but like, oh my god, I got married." And so I was like, "You come in white. You're like, here I am." Right? I'm like, "So guys, I have pictures. You want to see a video?" Oh my god. Yeah, hilarious. I love it. Love it so much. Yeah, just craziness. But and then stepping up. Find yourself up. a good one. I'm telling you, they're out there. You might have to wait a little bit. I know. Or marry your your first love, like I did, and you know, call it a and, hope for the best. And that works out. <laughs> Chad and I really like threw it to the wind, and we're like, let's hope this sticks. <laughs> but like, you guys, chances are slim. <laughs> both of us are from divorced parents, and both of us are like seriously traumatized from random crap. But like, somehow it works. But I feel like the way that you two come together is very beautiful, and Thank I you. feel like similar to. My little sister and her boyfriend, who've been yeah. together since they were straight up 15. Like, yeah. so cute. And the healthiest relationship I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Ugh. Like, so rare. But they've also gone through so many stages of life together and, like, mm-hmm. somehow are just such a team and grow together so nicely that, like, I don't know. It's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love it's that. so nice. I will say, I feel like the solution is not to find – a man that is the secure attachment, but it does help. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, like I feel you also have to be willing to like look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, well, what what baggage or yeah. what background am I bringing to the table? And like, do I want to show up in this relationship like that? Or yeah. do I want to like try to better myself to like meet them where they're at? Or mm, like maybe you better yourself together. And yeah. You know. Yeah. But also like. I'm thinking of the analogy of, like, two alcoholics being together and being like, we're going to get sober together, you know? Like, chances are slim, honey. Yeah, totally. So, heal yourself first. Yeah, 100%. I feel like we talked about that in that um, interview with Lauren. Like, Mm -hmm. she said it the best. Like, you can't be someone's everyone. You can't be everything to someone. Someone can't be everything to you. And if that is where the relationship is, like, maybe it's time. doesn't maybe have to be over forever, but maybe there's a period of, like, I need to focus on myself because I'm, like, too. Yeah. Yeah. And don't try to fix people because that doesn't work. It doesn't work. 
coming um, from experience. My last person that I'm going to talk about, it's not you, because obviously we're both anxious it's and super like super fucking rude. I don't know. <laughs> we we somehow managed together. Um, but actually it is with one of my girlfriends, not a boyfriend. Um and she is someone I actually texted her last night because I was like, are you okay if I put you on the podcast about your attachment style? She is like the healthiest person I've ever met, like in all realms of health, like so physically, rude. spiritually. <laughs> Sorry, Mandy. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got work no. to do, girl. No, I'm kidding. I am. I mean, it's rude that she's able to be so healthy. Like, what the frick are yeah. you doing? Um, so she is one of my friends that I actually grew up with. I met her in fourth grade in Marblehead, and we were always friends growing up. But like, we're on different paths. Like I said, like she was literally like in my eyes, like perfect like yeah. she was popular but not too popular like pretty smart but not too pretty. Oh, like, <laughs> she is she's really pretty um and then when I was pregnant she was also pregnant three weeks ahead of me and we ended up reconnecting on social media and sh- we were like we should go for walks and in my head my like crazy like like brain was like don't do that like she's too perfect like you'll never this will never work like mm-hmm. like something's got to be wrong with her right and I remember going for a walk, and I was like, shit, nothing's wrong with her. I was like, like, what can I, like, You're pick like, apart on her? You're like, she must be a bitch. Literally. Um, and she literally is, like, she has, like, a faith that she believes in, and she's, like, a vegan and a PT and, like, has her own business and is a new mom, like, literally thriving. And she, is, like, has an amazing husband, and she has all of these great friends and this huge network of people. And, like, I see her, and I'm always amazed at her. And I think it does stem back to, like, this is an assumption, but what I know her mom pretty well, too, of, like, she was raised in a really good household. And, like, yeah. her parents are strong, have a strong relationship. And I think that, like, she saw really powerful, a powerful couple and felt loved from a really young age. Yeah. And, of course, I'm sure she's been through something that I don't know about. Um, but it just is so incredible to like have someone with a really good secure attachment style and such a healthy life and even in her imperfections like she'll just like say them out loud you know oh yeah. my god my kid like did this or that you know um and it's like it's still to me I'm like oh my god you're incredible you're a superhero yeah. and I feel like now that I'm a very healthy version of myself in in the spectrum of of myself um our, our friendship is, like, really strong because we both that. come from, like, our best self, you know? Yeah, and it's totally. just interesting because, like, we've known each other for 30 years probably, but, like, yeah. now. That's nice, you though, know? That, like, to be able to come back together with someone that you yeah. have that, like, history with. Yes. Like, even if you don't have the, like, full history of, like, we have been best friends for this entire time. Right. Like, to be able to, like, reconnect with someone yeah. that, like, just knew you back then, mm-hmm. like, just feels And I'm always nice. amazed because I'm like, how do you like me? Because, like, you know a lot about me, like, a lot about me, <laughs> and for some reason, you're, like, so nice, and, like, for some reason, like, don't hold it against me or, or any of this. Like, she's just that good of a person. It, that feels like your anxious attachment coming out. Oh, shit. Sorry. Being I'm obsessed like... with you now. <laughs> Being, like... Yeah. Um, why do you like me? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. Because that's like something that I'm always like, it's, it's okay. You are literally amazing. Thank so. you. Thank you. Um, this is a random thing I was thinking about, but I want to hear your two cents because you just said you're amazing. And I, you're like, after, why? Tell me <laughs> yeah, more. so, um, excuse me. Can you explain? Um, 
No, I have been recently noticing that people will say or just like throw it out there and it's typically moms, two other moms saying, if no one told you today, you're a good mom. Mm. And like that comes from such a good place because it's not said enough. But it pisses me off. And why here's why. Why does it why. piss you off? You're like, because those moms are <laughs> shit. <laughs> I know. Because they're, the moms are great. Um, I think it's because there's no reason for it. Like, mm. it's not authentic. Yeah. And I think that, like, the moms are just trying to, like, literally, right. we're, like, all on like the ground. Like, Like, falling apart. And you're like, you're doing great. You're doing great. Keep going. And it's like, they're trying to be cheerleaders. But to me, I'm like, Take it off the moms. Can someone else just, like, see a mom doing a good job and be, like, sincerely, wow, like, you're at a restaurant and your baby's crying. You're doing such a good job. Like, they feel so safe with you because they just want to be held that whole time. Like, say something that is, like, actually meaningful in the moment. And maybe it's not even about a mom. Maybe it's about, like, you at your job. Like, wow, you're such a good trainer. Thank you for, like, actually seeing my whole self instead of just my physical being. You know, like, say authentic compliments to people i mean i am all for that you know 100 percent. do you agree with is that weird to just like i get annoyed when people are like you're doing great it's like do you really mean that are you just trying to like fill the void here right and it's also like not super helpful like i feel like in that scenario i get it they're trying to be encouraging they're trying to like tell you that because like people clearly don't say it enough yes but yeah it would mean a lot more if it was someone being like Hi, you're doing great, but I also know you're working super hard, so here's how I would like to help you. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's also a good one of like. Not just like, you're doing great. Keep going. I'm yeah, not going to stop to look. Like, yeah. That reminds me of like when you're in the newborn phase and people are like, oh my gosh, you're doing so great. Like, your baby's so cute, but they're not like, how can I help? Yeah, you know? 100%. Sorry. That was a total tangent, but just reminded me of like the good mom comment that I've been getting a lot and like. I don't know why it annoys me so much. Yeah. Let it out. I feel Thanks. that. I Thank feel you. that. I, one last quick little thing. Um, I think it is more about my, did you ever take the Enneagram personality quiz? I feel like it feels in it's my like head type, that I can't. It's like a, you're like a one or a two. It's like numbers. I don't remember. Okay. Tell we're going to have to do that because okay. it's interesting and it's kind of similar to this stuff. Okay. Um, so I'm a two mostly, which is kind of like people pleaser. Ooh, not you. And I think it's crazy. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and so the other day, one of my friends who was also an instructor at the handlebar posted a video of her working out. And I just, like, noticed this, like, small little thing with her form. And she was, like, kind of struggling with the weight. So I just I sent her a message being, like, not to be an annoying personal trainer, but, like, just a thought. If you do this one little tweak, like, you are going to be crushing it. Like, you're doing so great. I don't know. I literally said, like, you're doing great, sweetie. You're, like, yeah. crushing it, boo. Like, something yeah. like that. And then she sends me just, like, the dying laughing emo- emojis. And then sent me a side-by-side of her, my response to her story to her actual personal trainer who is like this like hardo like guy okay. who literally was just like fucking put your foot down oh my god <laughs> and then she posted it and i was like yeah i need to get it together <laughs> and like just like have an opinion <laughs> like i was oh, like no worries if my not god. yeah no worries if not just a thought never mind Okay, I'll just go kill myself. You, like, like delete your text eight times, literally. rewrite it. I That's delete Instagram, like, just yep. like, I'm out. Totally. <laughs> so, 
So oh, the no worries thing me. is something I'm definitely working on. Or just sorry. Like, oh, sorry. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's constant. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's definitely something that I try to work on actively. And I think I've gotten just a little bit better, not, like, exponentially. But it is funny. I was recently around, like, a much younger um, just woman um, in, like, a training cohort. And she – it was, like, I visibly, like – very actively noticed how often she was saying sorry for ev- it was every other word out of her mouth and mm-hmm. i would just want to pull her aside and be like we gotta stop this yeah <laughs> like we gotta nip this right in the bud because yep. you can't yep. live your life like this you can't live it sorry no me, okay just live it yeah hmm. uh. all right well that's all i have for all of my relationships that i'm willing to share today yeah we could I go a down lot more, like but hours long but yeah. no one needs to hear it that's and right. that's that's all she wrote all right Thanks for tuning in, friends. See you next Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Literally Nothing Matters Pod. Find us on TikTok. Watch us on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces and Poe's cute face. Um, like, subscribe, rate, review, share with a friend. Tell them how much you like us. Yay. And that's it. Bye. Bye. I can't believe you remembered all of that. Like, I would have to write that down.